1: Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. I appreciate you stopping by for a short 30-minute visit. Um, first one of the new year. Happy New Year. Um, it's on kind of a shitty day. It's January 6th. It's the one-year anniversary of the uh, insurrection or attempted coup, however you want to phrase it. Um, as a result of that and knowing the day, I did uh, I brought back a guest. I brought back uh, Rachel. Uh, who joined me a couple weeks ago. Talked about her PTSD. Uh, Army vet. I wanted to talk to someone. Um, with some insight. And who maybe had. Um, just provide some context to us. And give us her thoughts on the whole day. Um, so I, I brought her back. And we talk about. The, the tragedy that was that day. Um, but we have fun with it. As horrible as that sounds. Um, Rachel. And I have a very similar dark sense of humor, so um, there are some jokes in there. Um, you'll have fun with it. Plus, special appearance by her dog Winston, who's all over this thing. If you love dogs interrupting interviews, this is the interview for you. Um, so, before I, I throw to that, I want to sh- I want to show two things. Uh, I got two gifts that stood out this year over the holiday season. One is a uh, my my screaming goat. I don't know if you can see it there. My screaming goat, and listen to him here. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, and then uh, I also got um, a, a, a very awesome relative uh, made me a, a nerd dad shirt. I'm trying to get the whole thing in there. Yeah, so they uh, it's just an old navy shirt. Shout out to old navy, but they uh, they had it designed with my logo on it. So um, I love that. I'm not ready to sell merch. I don't think anyone's ready to buy my shirt, yet, but um, I love it. And it meant a lot to me. It was very thoughtful gift. So, all the uh, welcome backs are out of the way. Let's throw to my interview with Rachel.
0: Are you listening? Damn.
1: Oh. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am back, uh, and this time I've brought uh, Rachel at Pro Warrior warrior I did this last time and again uh she has to change her twitter handle just for me um look it's 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 kind of a depressing day in america and um i wanted to um try to get some perspective and and talk to someone that i know and trust and uh, there's no one i trust more than rachel so um if you tuned in a couple of weeks ago uh, rachel uh, was very forthcoming with her her tale of um being an army vet and and dealing with PTSD and, and Rachel I'm so glad you agreed to come back and that you enjoyed our chat so thank you for coming.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: And and look today uh is January 6th um 1 year since the they're calling it the insurrection which I think yeah. very, sounds kind of very movie title ish um and I think it's just a I
0: agree.
1: It's a coup it was a coup attempt. It was a, like let's call it what it was a coup attempt.
0: Um 100%. and
1: and I want to just kind of set the scene um, with a little excerpt from CNN here that I stole. Um, it kind of just talks about the the amount of damage that was done and kind of where we are now. So the ensuing chaos led to the deaths of multiple people uh, the day of the attack or shortly thereafter, while several officers who responded to the Capitol during the attack later died by suicide. More than 700 people have been charged. And the FBI says there's probably upwards of another hundred more coming down the pipeline. Um as an army vet, as a proud US citizen, served their country nobly. Um where were you last year? How did how did you feel then? How do you feel now about the whole situation?
0: Uh so well first and foremost, um you know, when I talk about things that are not directly related to me and I and I have this perspective of being a veteran, I I always want to mention and I think it's important that you know, veterans are, are people and we are different and diverse and so we all have very different points of view um we do have a community and we talk a lot to each other about issues but in general um we have a a large range of ideologies and ideas about things and events so I speak for myself obviously um I feel like that's important because veterans kind of get thrown under a People like to talk for us a lot. So, um, so anyway. I, I, I feel like um, people
1: like to use you.
0: They like to use us. That's. They like to use us for, the troops, for their own the game. Troops. Respect the troops. That's Man. disrespectful. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's exhausting, you know, having people speak for you and, and knowing that you don't agree. So, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, I at the time I worked from home, uh, which I'm doing again right now, recovering from surgery. But
1: I was about to say for I right, Paul I should have incl- uh, I should have included as part of the introduction. She's bedridden. She had knee knee surgery like shortly after our conversation.
0: I did uh, yeah. a couple weeks
1: ago, and she yeah, spent actually, the holidays we, in bed.
0: We scheduled our conversation around that. We did around that surgery. So anywho, um, uh, I worked from home at the time, and. I can only describe it as, like, disbelief Um, because, you know, it very much feels like something that you would watch happen in another country. It really does. You know, I I grew up, when I enlisted, we were very heavily in the Iraq War, and, you know, we were hunting Saddam Hussein and all of that stuff. You know, that was my, my teen years were uh, 9-11, and... You know the the wars that resulted that were the result of that, um, so it felt like it couldn't be happening. the The images were very disturbing because it was, you know, things we recognize our capital, and our monuments, and people who who look like us, um, but it didn't feel like it could be possible. But at the same time, leading up to that, I think there was an air of this is going to be bad. You know, what was what was happening and the the rhetoric around um, the election and the event that was taking place that day. I think. There was an air of like, this is going to be bad. You know, Um, I don't think anybody expected that bad.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think a reasonable person kind of thought eh, there's going to be some sort of a riot some sort of a protest
0: protest yeah
1: you know and it maybe got out of hand um i don't think anyone had envisioned a bunch of r- racist idiots uh storming the Capitol and and using mm-hmm. fire extinguishers as weapons um or or the american flag like using swinging the american oh, flag as a weapon oh that
0: hurt that um it was painful to, to chanting
1: hang mike my- pence and shit like it was just yeah. i don't think anyone envisioned it getting that far
0: no i don't think so and so i'm from oklahoma um so we you know in oklahoma it's a it's a red state very conservative very religious um you know our news after that happened was plastered with oklahomans who were there you know, like this person was seen there. They own this business. This person was seen there. They're, they're the sheriff of this town, you know? So it I mean, I'm not kidding. That that's a thing that happened. Um it was it was a constant my dog is shaking my
1: um, puppy.
0: Winston.
1: It knows you're talking about something serious. It's like it's okay, he's, calm down.
0: <laughs> he's a mess. He's he's adorable. Um, he's only eight months old. Aww. But anywho, um, so yeah, our local news was plastered with people who were there and and you know namely it was business owners and and politicians and people in public service because you know those are the ones that the community has some power over, right? Like they can choose to not shop there. They can um, not reelect that person or whatever. Um, but that was the that was kind of the second slap in the face was like, okay, these aren't just random people that I can't, that I couldn't see on the street, you know? These are people that have businesses in my hometown.
1: Yeah, and I think, the, and, and I mean, to me, there's a difference between someone who attended the rally and someone yeah. who went to the Capitol.
0: Yes.
1: Right? Because the rally was the precursor to storming the Capitol, maybe for lack of a better term, or maybe to use an accurate right. term. Um
0: no, it there's is. A
1: big, Yeah, there's a big difference between someone who just went and was like, you know, Trump, make America great again, and the election right. was stolen from us, and then was like saw people go into the Capitol was like, mm, that's fucking crazy. Uh right. <laughs> I'm going home. Um, right. It's, but these were your neighbors. These were people yes. who, this was in your yeah. face. Now I'm gonna ask, did you happen to actually know anyone who went?
0: No, thank God. Okay. I'm uh, so relieved.
1: Yeah. You're like, hey, Kim! <laughs>
0: Yeah. Nothing like that. No, I'm so relieved that I wasn't watching and I was like, oh Billy Bob.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um <laughs> so it's on the news. It's it's clearly affected your 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 home state. Um because yeah. you're seeing some representation. Uh
0: yeah.
1: as a parent, do your kids come to talk to you about it? Was it talked about in the schools? Like
0: um, how, how so did it, that- how
1: did kids handle this?
0: Let me think. 2020. So at that time, my kids were all homeschooled and I was very relieved. They were all virtual. Yep. Um, So I had a lot of... I I really hate to say control, but Mm -hmm. I had a lot of control over what they were exposed to, when they were exposed to it, which was really nice for me because I could kind of process and like think about it and think about what to say. Um, My husband is an Army vet also and he's in the Air Force now. And so, you know, we had a lot of really surreal conversations, um, uh, about it. And, and, and mostly just, uh, how did we get here? How did this happen? Type of conversations. Um, and so we tried to flush those things out for ourselves before we talked to the kids. Um, and, you know, obviously the, <laughs> Everybody assumes that it's easiest or that my teenager is going to be like the most interested, I guess, or have the most questions. But my 10 year old has ADHD. So she's like she has so many questions (laughs) Um, and she's definitely the hardest one. Like you've got to make sure you've got your your bases covered when you're ready to talk to her about something, because she is coming with the questions. right? (laughs) So and, and, you know. We talk, we talk to them about things, like this isn't, we talk to them about the protests around, um, you know, police shootings. We talk to them about um, current events in general. Uh, we find ways to to have these conversations. And, and that's the crappy part about being a parent is you do have to find ways to have these conversations. They're gonna hear somebody's opinion
1: it's exactly it you're almost trying to control the narrative
0: you you are to an extent you're trying to be the first piece of information that they see and in my home the most reliable and fact-based information you know i, I had to really strip all of my feelings about it away okay because i don't i don't find that helpful when talking about it.
1: so so when you say you had to strip your feelings about it, I, look, I I'm going to gather, uh, you weren't happy no. uh, <laughs> about it just based upon what you're saying. But what did you, what were you consciously trying to censor from your kids?
0: I was really trying to just, you know, for me, I think it's important that kids get information and not that they are, they have to process it themselves because they're not quite old enough, but I think it's important for them to receive information and, start to develop how they feel about it you know without seeing how i feel first um if something bothers mom they're gonna be bothered and and this is not to say that i don't want them to be bothered by this i i do but i want them to feel that way because they feel that way not because i feel that way
1: okay that's a I'm going to say that's noble. That feels like a noble thing because a lot of parents want their kids to kind of view the world that they view it as they see it, as they view it, um, mm-hmm. because it's easier for them to understand. It reduces the questions later on. Um, yeah. Right? It does. Yeah. And and as much as we all talk about free thinking and, you know, we want our kids to be free spirited and free thinking, we don't really want them to be free. We want them to be in our comfort zone.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> We definitely want limits to that, like, like free within reason.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, now we're, we're one year on, um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm I personally am a little torn about how this whole thing is being handled and approached from a um, a U.S. government perspective. Yeah, I'm sure. also not too keen about the way it's being. Um, Played with on social media. um yeah. You know, I saw someone tweet out something to the effect of, it's Insurrection Eve. Be sure to leave out your MAGA hats for Santa or something. And I was like, uh, I don't know if we'd be doing this about uh like Pearl Harbor. Like, I, I just, because it right. was an attack like on democracy. It,
0: yeah. So to kind of, comp- the thing that I keep comparing it to is Benghazi. Okay. Um, I don't know how much you know about Benghazi, yep. but. Anything um, Fox told it. me, I know it all. Yeah, okay, so the, I keep... <laughs> you are the expert on Benghazi. <laughs> Hillary um,
1: Clinton did it herself.
0: She did. She flew
1: <laughs> she just, with
0: the wings on her back.
1: That's all she did. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, I, so I keep kind of comparing it to Benghazi, because it, similar... Ugh, I really hate talking about it this way. Similar death tolls. Um... So, similar, like, kind of, I don't, I don't want to say chain of events, but that's just the closest thing that I have to compare it to. Um, I don't think there would be much joking. I don't remember much joking about Benghazi. No. And I think I it's because like it's of who perpetrated soon.
1: this yeah. attack. They're easy to make fun of. Yeah. They're, they're Billy Bob.
0: They are, yeah. I mean, the costumes, like the, there was the guy with the, the the horns thing. Yeah, so they're so easy to kind of poke fun at. And, you know, we've been poking fun. I say we've been poking fun. People have been poking fun at the MAGA hats for a long time. And so I guess it just kind of comes naturally. And, you know, I, you know that I know that humor is healing. We mm-hmm. know this. But there are some things that just aren't funny.
1: Right. Yeah, and even and even one step further, like the idea of um, the the Biden administration choosing to do like a day of remembrance sort of thing, it, it, I couldn't help but feel like this is also being politicized,
0: political theater. Yeah,
1: yeah, this is a bit like mm-hmm. mm, you remember remember how crazy the Republicans were. We're gonna right. have a day to Don't talk about forget. how
0: forget, yeah.
1: <laughs> never forget it's the new 9-11 Never forget. It's, oh man that's uh, a dark joke i'm so sorry um
0: no, i mean
1: but but w- what where i'm going with this is to your point political theater it's mm-hmm. there is some ad there there is some advantage to doing a day of remembrance yes. of this day and have people talk about it and share their stories because they're not done kind of sifting through yeah how we got here um, but the political theater of it all still kind of irks me because I don't. But I don't know if there's a way to do it naturally. <laughs> oh, he's taking over. I love it. He is. What's what's his name? Winston.
0: Winston. Ah, Winston.
1: Hi, Winston. Um, he's, he's like, that's so enough serious hard. conversation. I'm just getting in here.
0: Right. He's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take the tone down. I love it. It's too serious.
1: Yeah. He heard the 9/11 joke and he was like, "Fuck this." I'm ending
0: Like okay, guys.
1: Yeah, that's that. Okay, (laughs) easy, easy, easy. Right. Um, But okay, is is there a way that they that they could not commemorate, but have a day that doesn't feel political? Is there is it possible?
0: I I don't think so because the day was so political. It it was such a political day, and it was all. I mean, it was based around an election, so I don't feel like there's a way to do it that doesn't feel like political theater. Um, the entire process like the uh, oh gosh I just blanked the process that they're going through kind of reviewing the events and that's one of the reasons I keep comparing it to Benghazi because it feels the same where it's very much like it's political theater and it's a lot of um, I don't know It's, it's not a helpful rhetoric and I think us dealing with that all year and then coming into the year anniversary and having this event, none of it feels authentic.
1: That's you just nailed it. The authenticity of it all. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't pass the smell test. Um and I I, I agree. I think especially you know from it's important that we talk about these days of tragedy that we yep. remember. And I think it's important that, cause you know, reminding people about what the attack on democracy and how, how real it was. Like they were, yeah, they were inches away from causing real damage. Yep. If, if the, 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 the men and women who work in that building didn't act the way they did, it could have been a very different result. Um, and, um, I think it's important that we do it but it's just the the political climate really everywhere but it feels like especially in the states um it's so extreme the left and the right are so far that anything that looks like a uh someone extending their hand across the aisle is kind of like well why
0: yeah what do you want out of it
1: what's in it for you
0: yeah it's really um it's sad and I think about like you know as I've gotten older and I've kind of learned more <laughs> I've learned more um and then there are time there have been times that I've had to take steps back um and I had to do that a bit with this with the insurrection as well Winston you are just I
1: love the camera time he's just right
0: and he just keeps putting like his face right in right
1: your shot in go I ahead it'll like look tired. like Winston's giving a passionate speech it's fine
0: yeah I... <laughs> I'm just going to put his face right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, there have been times where I have to take breaks where I, I cannot... <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> Damn it.
1: That was awesome. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, That was supposed to be a serious moment.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Now, I'm curious. Is Winston a, an emotional support animal or is it just like a okay. family pet?
0: He he was purchased to get trained to be a support animal, yes. Okay. Um, right now, since he's just eight months old, he's just a family pet, but he's in training. Um, we have a I trainer he... that comes out once a week. So I think
1: Winston is a natural. I think
0: Winston's a natural. He really is, yeah. It's kind of funny watching him follow me around when I'm crutching in the house and stuff, because he's very cautious and very like um, intuitive about it. It's interesting to me. Um, but anyway... Um, I had to take breaks from the news just in general because I couldn't handle what was happening and and, you know my husband kind of said something similar where he just could not handle hearing any more about it because it was so surreal it was so degrading you know because as a veteran like I said we're all very different But there are some things that I think we kind of have um, identical. We're a community for a reason. You know, we have things in common. We have a lot of things in common. Um, And a lot of it, we have a lot of pride. Um, We do serve for a reason, you know. Every single one of us has a different reason, but we all serve for a reason. Um, And it's a... it's. It's hard to see images like that and it be at home. It is very, very hard. And so I had to take steps back from the news, um, partially because of, like you said, the way that they're talking about things and the, the, just the political theater and the way that they're communicating about things. Like, please just tell us what's going on. Can we, can we just hear what's going on? without your graphics (laughs) without your political filter on it you know i think that's the most frustrating thing it's like let us just have the information and let us do what we need to do with that information um but it's it's hard it was very hard um and you know there there are some veterans who who thought that it was a valid thing you know i'm it, it's a thing. It's not a. It's not common, but those people exist. You know, just kind of like the ones who don't want to get vaccinated right now. That's a big problem in the Oklahoma National Guard, and the Texas National Guard, because they've lost so much trust in their government. Um, but that's probably a different conversation.
1: <laughs> well, it, it. Yeah, I mean, like, look, we're we're kind of at time, but I will say, it's it's all an erosion. Right, like it's all, yeah. it's all, it's an erosion of of trust in yeah. in in those who lead us, yeah. Um, and and the the conversation I think needs to be had, um, about whether or not, kind of, what's the what's the who holds that responsibility? Is it the leaders who themselves seem untrustworthy and have proven themselves to be untrustworthy, or and to what extent does the media play in that? Yeah. Where they are presenting because they can craft an image. They can, they can, they oh, can yeah. model it. They can steal a sound bite, They can, they can add the creepy music. They can Fox News the right. shit out of something right. um, to make you feel and get that visceral response. Um, yeah. So it's hard to find someone who just looks in the camera. You know the the the, the Brocas of the world uh, that are long gone. That would mm-hmm. just sit and tell you the facts as they understand it. And that was the yeah. end. Those days are gone. It's all it's all theater now. It's all for it clicks and views and likes and all kinds of shit. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean the politicians are trying to get that sound bite. They're trying to get that that clip that sounds zingy and shows up in the headlines. And you know
1: They can go on, they they can go viral. Like politicians yes. want to go viral.
0: They do. That's what they just do. Just like I do. Just kidding. <laughs>
1: i'm trying damn it this is two appearances in like 30 days (laughs) and we'll find some i'm sure winston's gonna get a clip when i do the clip um oh yeah god that one i'm definitely clipping that now we're just talking uh rachel pro warrior 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 pro warrior god (laughs) you're a joy and a treat and i I value your time uh thank thank you you for your service thanks for everything today um rest up and i promise you i will continue to be in touch because um uh, you're only the second person to make a reoccurring appearance on the show Oh, really? Sh- sham that's was so the hard. first sham made uh, two appearances uh now now you so um and i think you're gonna make a third before sham makes the third fuck that guy
0: fuck sham King, oh. i love you i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the clip fuck sham. <laughs> no. that's the clip okay <laughs> i'm gonna end recording are you sure you want to stop her? That's it. It's a show. Um, I want to thank Rachel pro warrior warrior again. Um, I really can't thank her enough. Um, we have so much fun together and, um, I promise you she'll be back again. The feedback from you, the audience, uh, was that you really liked Rachel as well. Um, I had a couple people reach out to me directly and say like, Hey, that was a br- <laughs> she's really entertaining and she, she is great. So, uh, she'll be back. That's for sure. Um, I uh, don't have anything else. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of keep it short here. I want to keep it short and succinct today. I want to thank DeanBlundell.com for continuing to support this crummy little podcast as we make our way through uh, and and continue to acquire better guests than I deserve. God, these people are amazing. Um, and then I also want to thank my sponsor, Blue Microphones, powered by Blue. I've got this awesome microphone and headset. Uh, quick, funny story. I had a therapist appointment earlier today. And um, because I knew I was interviewing Rachel as well, I just set up my full gear. Normally, I don't I don't normally go into therapy with my podcast gear. Um, but when I logged on for the session, he looked at me and was like, that's a fancy mic. <laughs> and I said, you're right, Doc. I'm powered by blue. Um, that last part didn't happen. But I said thank you. Anyways, it was a good session. Uh, we'll talk next week. We'll figure out who the guest is as I get closer. I don't know yet. I've got I've got several people who are, have agreed. Um, it's just making all the schedules work. And uh, I have learned anything during my time as a podcaster. It's that the scheduling part is the worst part. I don't mind editing. Um, I don't mind uh, getting all the shit set up. Scheduling is a nightmare. Um, so if you're interested in getting into a podcast and you're going to do guests, have fun with that. We'll talk next week. Be well. Be safe.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Deal. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast
0: is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer.